At $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're king! Only for Super NES. Listening to the SNES podcast with your host, Soul Blazer. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Super NES Podcast, episode number 217. Uh, I am Greg, joined by always by Joe. Hello. And uh, this time around, we're looking at a game neither one of us have played for in the past, neither one of us, I think, had even heard about this game in the past. So, uh, that is one of the glorious things about Super NES. The library is so huge. There's all kinds of, like, you know, like unknown games, hit, hidden gems, and whatnot, uh, just like literally in the library. And this is definitely one of them. So, um, hit, um, um, hidden game. Uh, we'll get into the gem part of it like, later on for sure. But anyway, um, I don't remember who picked this out. Who picked this out at this point? This is probably mine because uh, this kind of seems like a game I would kind of gravitate grab to, grab to, grab to, toward to anyway. But um, we're covering the very oddly, and if you ask me, badly named uh, title, uh, J.R.R. Tokens, The Lord of the Rings, Volume 1, which... Not to be confused with a computer game, also with the very, also with the same long name from 1990, by the way. So uh, between that and between all the other games uh, that come out from Lord of the Rings since then, this is this 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 one this one can be a challenge to find online if you're looking for it. So just like a heads up about that. So I think the reason for the titling is because of the light the, the rights issues because um, I know that. I don't know if this was still the case by the the case the case by but ten years previously there was a, there was a Lord of the Rings game that was being made the Atari Twenty Six Hundred that was mostly finished but never released and the reason the game never got finished is because like we say the rights issue because because the time because of the time at least one set of people held the rights for the book the book titles and other book titles and another set of people held the rights for the media rights uh, so they couldn't get permission from both groups basically is what happened in that case so uh just like you know uh just like um uh, you're just like you know just like the old dungeon dragon games like the flying television uh, uh, which were very good games for the time period, by the way. Uh, TSR, who held, who, who made the D and D at the time, insisted upon a very bizarre titling and concatenation scheme uh, uh, with the 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 game titles. It had to be called Advanced Dungeons and Dragons Cartridge, uh, with a whole bunch of like you know like weird trademark issues and what and whatnot included with it. I'm sure the same thing. Anyway, that's long. Anyway, that's long. That's long way of saying. I'm sure the same thing going on here with the rights issues, which is why the which is why the game had to be called the way it is. So. so that is a theory. This is mine. Uh, so, and you probably will talk about this when you go into the history, but, um, this is primarily based on the animated film by Rankin Bass. Oh, yeah. Uh, I heard that was a thing. So that film actually is, um, it's just called Lord of the Rings and it covers the fellowship and it covers two towers in that one movie. Yeah. Then later on, they released a Return of the King standalone animated film with The Hobbit um, that they had made earlier. Um, that is the Lord of the Rings trilogy before we got 
the proper trilogy from uh, Peter Jackson. Right, so in yeah. that sense, this game, um, and we'll get into it, covers up to Gandalf's death and the Balrog fight, which is right where Fellowship ends. Um, you know, so technically it would be volume one because that's only halfway through the movie. They still got to do well, the two towers and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, that's how I interpreted like that, you know, why it's volume one. They anticipated it to be, be you know, well received and have a volume two. So. And very possibly, yeah, very possibly like volume three because like, you know, uh, um, yeah, because like, yeah, because like this game follows mostly the events of the events of the first book, those the Fellowship of the Ring. The mm-hmm. book actually goes on a bit longer than where this game leaves off, but uh, but for the most part, but, but for the most part, of the game does try to adapt the major events like that like first book. So yeah. um, anyway, so uh, that's a good segue for talking about the actual background, like the background like this. I think um, I think so. I think most people so I think most people nowadays have probably seen at least one of the Lord of the Rings movies because how popular because how popular the Peter Jackson series was. But um, but the books themselves were the books themselves like were around for a, for a good long time before that. Yeah, uh, like for sure because the actual um, uh, uh, because the actual the actual first book, The Fellowship of the Ring, was was published in 1954. So mm-hmm. uh, the books the books have been around for a long time before that. Uh, it was followed up by the Two Towers and the Return of the King. So basically, all the other, all the other trilogy, the the the, the, the trilogy, like the trilogy, like just called the like, the trilogy, just like like it's just just called the Lord of the Rings. So um, the books were popular for sure, but I think they, I'm sure, I, I'm sure, I, I'm sure, I, I, I'm sure a lot more folks read the books after the movies came out because uh, to see you know to see to compare and contrast how the books actually were. I never actually read the books myself, but. Um, the um, uh, um, I understand. I understand there. Uh, I um, I understand that they're actually. I I understand. That I understand the books are actually a hard but not a challenging read. If I'm not been told, um, you know, there are definitely are things that are easier. To, there, there definitely are. There, there are things easier, easier to easier to digest. But uh, they're also not the hardest things to read out there either. So um, yeah. Um. So <clears throat> this is. I'm. This is probably one of my favorite trilogy of books. Um. But that being said, um, it's kind of like reading, and this is obviously no comparison, but I, it's the best analogy I can think of. It's like reading an old uh, English version of the Bible. Okay, yeah. Whereas, like, more recent uh, reproductions or reprints of the books um, have a, you know, the New King James Version, well... Lord of the Rings has sort of the same thing. It was very old English, and it was very history and world building. Um, he really padded those books out, and it's not he padded them out in a bad, bad way. That's what Tolkien loved to do was right. build yeah, yeah. the world. And I mean, he had the Similarian, which is literally just basically him creating the elvish language and breaking that down and songs of celebration and things of you know events that happened with the elves to explain everything and and great companion piece to but to be you know, fair that wasn't published during his lifetime his son's actually the one who actually like who actually like finished his father's notes like in correct like correct that so. but still the fact that you know there yeah, was created all that's like pretty yeah amazing yeah. so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, exactly. So, but 
But uh, yeah, my parents actually have a set, a first edition run of the Lord of the Rings uh, nice. books in storage, by the way, which I, which I, uh, which uh, um, which my mom got when she was a teenager, um, which is probably worth some money these days, I think. But yeah, I would definitely think so. But you know, but you know, we, but you know, we don't know. The books have been storage for a while, so. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, yeah. So um, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, so the Lord of the Rings is definitely a thing, but like you said before, the animated movie was a thing and whatnot. But it was actually, yeah, I'm sure it was the Peter Jackson movies that actually put the, the uh, uh, actually they actually put the franchise like their the, the franchise like the prime yeah. public consciousness about like about things. So, um, and those movies are pretty daunting to watch, especially if you want to tackle the extended editions. But yeah. um, you know, there's that you know there's you know like you're probably seeing that running. You probably seen that, like um, you probably seen like you, you probably have seen that like running like running meme uh, uh, meme joke where it's like somebody asks somebody boards a, a plane from the U.S. to Australia and asks him ask to how long the flight is and the flight is like sixteen hours it's like okay you know just enough time for this he boots up like a um, he boots up a, um, on like boots up like the copy of, like the Lord of the Rings of, yeah. like, in a trilogy to watch <laughs> during the flight so yeah if you watch the editions the editions editions that's a haul so but. Uh, yeah. So, um, but yeah. So the popular the popular the movies has triggered has triggered has triggered a whole bunch of other Lord of the Rings games. Uh, you know, some you know some were inspired by the franchise and others. You know, shout out um, shout out to Mordor uh, being like another like um, uh, it, a pretty famous example example yeah. of that. So, um, so yeah. So the fact this game came out for the Super NES is kind of surprising. I mean, they're surprising. It's like the popularity. Because obviously people didn't know about the franchise back, franchise, franchise, the, the, the franchise in the books back then. But it wasn't like, but it wasn't like, but it wasn't like it was like, uh, you know, like 15 years later, or like when the movies came out. So um, they just there was several surprising things, surprising things about this game for sure. So uh, the game, the game came out in North America in, in October, uh, October 1994. It, it also came out in Europe several months later, like in May of 1995. Um, the game was actually developed and published by Interplay, which people most people. Uh, with most people, especially the old timers like myself, I probably should say, so associated associated for being a, associated as being a company, a company that made games for computers. Yeah. Um, they were very good. They were very good developing publisher for computer games, uh, like for computer games, uh, for, like, like for a long time. Star Trek games, uh, Fall Fall games, which Fall games like was theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, many many other franchises and games. Descent, uh, that was one of their properties. Uh, you know, they did a lot of stuff, but. Starting in the late '80s, they started off branching out, branching out like to making like making games for consoles as well because they saw um, because because of the video game market come back and forth because Nintendo that kind of stuff. So you know they either they either so like either developed or published several several NES games such as like um, Swords and Serpents was one of their games, Total Recall was one of their games. Mm-hmm. Um, et cetera, et cetera. So, and this is uh, um, and and this and, and this is also and this is also this is also one of their one of their games. Um, they got the rights to do this uh, to do this with like the appropriate people, of course, and like, of course, and, and made the game. So, um, the game, the game, the games you mentioned uh, follows like follows follows most of the major events of the first book, The Fellowship of the Ring. There are, of course. Uh, changes and changes and missions missions made um, as required as required by it. Um, the game itself is actually an action RPG game, which um, uh, like the same vein of like uh, of Legends uh, of Legends Zelda. Actually, the game actually the game this reminds you this this is actually the game this this reminds you most of. Um, Especially because of the multiplayer nature of the nature, nature of the game, we haven't covered this in the podcast yet, Joe. But we have, we will cover it eventually. So I'm not sure you played it yet. Uh, Secret of Mana. 
uh, this game reminds me of that game like in many ways. So I have heard of Secret of Mana. I've seen uh, some gameplay. So I also uh, came to that conclusion while playing this game. I was like, <laughs> oh, I was like, because like the, the box art is very <clears throat> box art, and right up on the back of the box is very misleading. Um, but we could talk about that in in addition. But uh, you know, it totes that basically. You know, this is the first multiplayer. RPG that, you know, uh, is available on the SNES, and I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> well, you do have, well, yeah, yeah, the quote is misleading, and it's misleading for sure. Like, I know what they meant, because it's like, in Secret of Mana, uh, you, you only had secondary control if you had the characters. Right. Um, like, in this game, you have play, in this game, in this game, like, your friends over, you actually, um, yeah, they actually, they actually can't, they actually can't take direct, by direct control. Right, them. right. So, um, and actually, also, what's cool about this, and also actually, what's cool about this game is that um, this game's actually one of a, this game's actually one of a handful of games that supports the super, you know, super multi tap. So yeah. it actually has support for like eight players can play this game at once, which is like, <laughs> which is like mind blowing. So yeah. it's like um, because it be, because because I said before. Uh, the game basically follows the events of the book. We start off with like playing. Uh, um, like start off, we start off like something like you know Frodo, and then picking up the um you pick up the you know picking up the members of the fellowship uh, as you go along in the game, and if you're playing by yourself, the AI will control those people. Um, to varying degrees of effectiveness, we'll get into that in a moment. But um, but if you but if you have humans over the humans, the human, the humans, the humans, the humans can control those games directly too. And from what I understand, it's like. From and from research research on the things like online, uh, this game actually is, this game's actually very different. If you actually have like a full like group of people over like overplaying the game with you, oh, I bet. Um, uh, for that point for sure. So so um, because 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 there are nine because there are nine because there are nine nine people the the fellowship. Uh, somebody had um, uh, somebody had to get the axe. Uh, in this case, uh, on this case, like. Um, so in this case, Bromore was the one who didn't make the cut. Yeah. Uh, he um, he shows up in the game um, for like 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 single like brief brief appearance. So um, Samwise, per Perdigan, Murdoch, Aragon, Legolas, Gimlin, Gandalf are the ones like the ones you actually are the ones you actually like recruit and recruit and can be played by the people as you as you go through the game. So. Um, also, reflecting the fact that your play was a computer company uh, at its roots, this game also this game's also one of the handful of games that's um, you know, uh, I mean, that supports the mouse. Yeah. So uh, again, cool feature. So uh, yeah, so some very interesting ideas for this game for sure by going like right into it. So um, so basically, basically the game is it's basically the game just goes to the major events of the book. We're trying to like you know like read the, um, recruit the fellowship. Um, uh, they make your way to the uh, the mines of more um, uh, uh, past through uh, past through Bree, past through Riverdale, past. Um, uh, they make your way to the mines of the mines of Moria uh, to have the to have the final to have the final the final the final fight against the Balak creature where the game ends. So, um, like I said before, it's an action RPG game. Um, you know, pretty typical like Zelda, Secret of Mana, whatever whatever you play games like that sort. So. Um, so let's say, like so I so like so I probably have more experience with this genre than you do, Joe. So I'm curious to hear about your thoughts as you the, your thoughts like as you play um, as you play this game and if they mirror um, and if they mirrored my impressions at all because there's several major things about this game that are right out the bat and I'm curious to see what you thought of. I'm curious to see like you came to the same impressions and or conclusions. All right. Well, let me tell you. So 
I've I've been pl- playing Shadowrun for the SNES for my podcast, uh, Right Across the Roundup. So uh, I've been very RPG heavy as of late. Um, so, and that that's a point and click adventure, but um, the, that pretty much like the way the combat here almost felt like it was in there. So, um, for me, it was like very hit or miss. Um, sometimes I would swing and I'd hit a wolf and the wolf would die. Great. Other times I would hit the wolf and he would completely clip through me, hit me. And then like, it's, you have to turn around to be able to attack him. And you're just taking hits after hits after hits. Um, I got mauled by a pack of wolves quite a few times before (laughs) I finally was able to kind of maneuver my way and get to uh, the first party member that you come across, which is uh, Pippin. Um, and of course, like, I got up there and Pippin's like, I'm not going anywhere because of the wolves. So, uh, you know, after already dying twice, I had to go back and kill more wolves. <laughs> um, and I mean, getting a party member wasn't like a huge game changer, but it helps a little bit um, for sure. And, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. It just felt like, like I said, you know, after playing like Shadowrun, like it felt like combat here was kind of like Shadowrun where it's like dice rolls every time that you attack. And I definitely felt like I was rolling ones every once in a while. Um, and that could be, you know, maybe I wasn't lined up with the enemy properly. Maybe, you know, it, the hitbox is smaller than what I thought it was. Um, it could be anything. I'm not, you know, faulting the game for that because as you move on through the game, um, you know, you encounter like snakes, bats, orcs, trolls, and, you know, I mean, by the time you reach them, you should be leveled up pretty well. And usually one hit will take care of most of them. Um, and I, I really didn't see too much of an issue there, but it really as a beginning really felt like the game was against me more than, uh, helping me. Let me just ask you a quick question because it's relevant. How did you feel about the fact that the um uh, the fact that the developers made made the choice not to show any numbers on screen? So, obviously, if there were numbers on screen, I would have known that I was hitting them, and that I think would have registered at least a little better and made me feel maybe different about the controls. But I mean, if if I'm sitting there swinging and I'm still hitting zeros, you know what I mean? Like it's still kind of one of those things where it's like, eh same experience but you know i it's an rpg um it's nice to have those numbers but it's not necessary okay um cool um so anything else you want to say as far as combat goes uh look i'm 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 going to be real here your companions are uh kind of pointless mm-hmm. um they will wander <laughs> off and get lost they will also easily be killed so um you can actually hold the left or right button and gain control of your companion um i especially in the early game i definitely suggest you do that to be able to keep them uh alive at least until you can level up and then you know be able to move on on your own without the companions if need be um but yeah i mean that that was those as far as like the core gameplay; those were the two biggest things that uh, I uh, had issues 
with. And so I didn't. Yeah. So I didn't. Yeah. So I didn't have quite the same. Yeah. So I didn't have quite the same problem with combat like with combat that you did. Um, I actually thought. Um, so I actually thought combat in this game like fairly easy, but um, uh, it, it's like you know. Yes, you, yes, you can die if you're not careful of things. But I think that as long as you get, as long as you're sensible about your experience levels and equipment, um, this is actually like a, um, this is actually like um, you know um, I, um, I think it's actually like a fairly easy game um, to, uh, to go through as far as an action RPG game goes of this sort. Definitely, definitely easier than Secret of Mana. Definitely easier than. Um, definitely easier than Zelda. So, yeah. um, I do. Um, I, um, um, I do agree. With the hitboxes can be can be a problem. A problem sometimes, but sometimes and you definitely do take more damage than you should. But it's like especially later on in the game when you have like AI party members, um, it really um, it, it, rap, it, it, rap, it rapidly rapidly became a non-issue. But mm. um, having said that, having said that, I agree with you totally that the AI the AI in this game sucks. Um, <laughs> Uh, just it's it just there 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 is there is a gather button you can use, but it's but but its effectiveness is very limited, unfortunately. So um, and the AI tends to the AI the AI tends to tends to tends to tends to zero in upon a, upon an enemy or target and just like make a beeline for them, which doesn't help things right. by one bit. So um, I mean it's not like I mean like I mean it's not I mean I mean it's not unplayable. You can work around it. Um, it just simply, it, it just, the AI is more frustrating than it should be, I think, I think, because like I said, like I said before, cool idea, the fact that the cool idea that, that you're, that, that you're actually assembling the fellowship and, and you actually get eventually have eight people on screen. Right. But, and if you have friends over playing the game with you, different, a whole different experience, I'm sure. But, you know, trying to wrangle the AI together, yeah, uh, yeah, that is a challenge, like, for sure. So, um... But that also, but that's that that's, that also, that also segues into something else about this game. I really that I really that I really that I really like did not like. Um, most of the gameplay is fetch quests. Yes. These fetch quests are terrible. <laughs> um, it's like I don't mind fetch quests and fetch quests in most RPGs because they're because most fetch quests in games are like you know they're beginner quests. Uh, you know they're quick, they're easy, whatever. So it's like. Um, it's like it's like okay, you do a few of these throughout the game with get some experience and some items. Okay, cool. Go off to right. bigger, better things. But in this game, though, most of the most of the game you're doing fetch quests. But you know, even um, um, you know, even if, um, you know, even the game tries to disguise them as being something else. It's like they're so fetch quests. Like um, um, you know, um, you know, example. Using example, like you were just talking about Joe. Uh, you know, when trying to recruit, like you know, like Samwise, defeating the wolves so he's safe. That. That's a fetch quest. Right. I mean, really, uh, but so um, it's like it's like it's like you know I don't know. It's like the game did. It's like the game didn't have to be a fetch quest the whole way through because it begins because you have games like Secret of Mana which show how you could properly do a game like this. So right. I don't know why the developers chose chose to make the game of this nature, but it's like. It's like it really, but it really bogs down the gameplay. You just have to do like fetch quest after fetch quest after fetch quest, but so. Um, it sounds like uh, um, tell you, um, it sounds like something you have the same experience. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was one of the things that really bothered me about this game because there was, it, and it's not just you know the pick up party members. It's sometimes to advance the story. Mm-hmm. Like there, I can't remember where exactly I was, but like I went to walk into one area and like there's a guy there, and he's like. Oh, he's like, you don't have X number of whatever, and like, it's one of those things. It's like, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go back and collect stuff just to be able to progress. Like, 
that's the point where I was just like, man, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> like I was just uh, like, oh. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I there's definitely worse things that could be in the game. Um, like encounter rates could have been like you know like literally like five every two steps. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I actually have the encounter rate in this game like pretty good. So I, yeah, um, so um, I I can't complain too much. Uh, but yeah, the fetch quests like that's just not my thing. It really isn't. Like if this was a platformer, I would have been prepared. Oh, yeah. you know, I have to go get X amount of coins or whatever. Like, you know, that I expect. Like our traditional, like RPG, we play with you fetch quests every now and then. Correct. So, Correct. But yes. yeah, yeah. But no, I agree with you 100%. So, um, let's talk about the graphics. The graphics, the graphics of this game, I think, are a mixed bag. So, um, uh, um, so on the bright side, um, um, I thought the graphics were like very good and like, like the most of the game, I especially loved the the status screens with like the hand drawn the uh, uh, the um, uh, the, the charcoal well yep. almost charcoal like yep. character 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 portraits and how things like display the screen and whatnot. You know, very nice touch. Um, the graphics themselves look uh, the game that the game that the game does great the game does the game does great great presentation about the whole like book. Uh, uh, the book, uh, the book roots because, like you know, the the the, the story that's always told to you, the pages of a book. Um, you know, all the dialogue, the dialogue boxes, the, the boxes are all like parchments, par- parchments and whatnot and whatever. It, it's all very beautifully done to kind of like emulate it, uh, um, uh, to evoke the book feel that this game uh, has, that has that um, that this game has like roots, uh, that roots into. So, um, the graphics, the graphics themselves. Um, are detailed and very sharp, uh, like in many areas. Your party members are a bit small, but given the fact that given the fact how you eventually have eight of them on screen at one time, yeah, you know I can allow that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but so the actual the detail on the characters themselves that they did on the uh, on the south side is very uh, um, uh, also very nice. Um, the big problem with the graphics is that uh, they're very very repetitive. You just see the same stuff over and over and over again, unfortunately. So the title sets, the title sets being used in this game, are just very, very limited. It's like you know, there's a um, you know, you know, like you know, here's a cave. Then we do a, a slight covering change. Here's a forest, but you know, it's like covering change. Here's a marsh. So um, yeah, definitely like mixed bags for the graphics went. Yeah, I thought the gra- like backgrounds were okay. Um, I felt the sprites are just way too small. Um, they had to be small because there's also because like you know because eventually because all these people and monsters and monsters on screen at one time that that caused issues. Yeah, um, no, so no, no, I completely yeah, understand so. why they they did it the way they did it. It's just I don't know. That's a gripe for me. This is, in my opinion, like seeing your character sprite is like part of the cool part of be, being in an RPG. Like you you connect a bond with that character as you progress through the story, and, like, it just kind of looked like a stick figure with some clothes animated on it. I don't know. That's just me. I I wasn't a huge fan, but I also, like, I don't hate it, because I understand, like, it's the Super Nintendo. At some point, you've got eight eight people on the screen, not including the enemies. So, like, I understand if they would have been any bigger and more detailed, like, memory constraints. Um, the, the game would have been bogged down big time. So I am grateful that that they didn't attempt it. <laughs> yeah, actually, you have to mention that. That's a good segue for something else. Um, 
the game does run smoothly for the most part until you get eight people on your propel ship. Then the game really starts to chug. Yeah. Um, luckily, luckily, that's only the last like minutes of the game. We, we, we actually have like, only eight, um, uh, um, uh, uh, eight people, eight, uh, eight people in the game because I did finish this game because it's a fairly short game. We're talking about. Um, so we'll get that later on, but anyway, yeah, the game runs pretty smoothly. The game runs runs pretty smoothly for me the most part, except except for the end. But it's like the game also, the, yeah, but the game also has loading times, and I'm like, why does this game have loading times? It's like it's a cart, so yeah. I don't really understand that part. But it's like it's like I think I think the fact that the interplay is the the, the interplay programmers are mostly computer like most computer programmers shows here how this game was made uh, because the. Um, uh, to be, to be, because of the issues, not just because of the fact that I think I think this game feels in many ways like I I I, I think the game um so I think this game feels like feels like it feels like it feels like it feels like it belongs at the computer and like in many ways. I mean, it shows it shows the fact that these developers these developers came working on, working on PC games because it feels like a PC game like in many ways. Yeah, yeah. The music, however, this game the music the music the music for this game, however, I thought was a high spot. Uh, very good music. Wow. Man, we're definitely going to differ here. Anyways, finish. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I just yeah, I just thought it was a very like a very like Lord of the Ringish, uh, fancy sounding soundtrack. Uh, yeah, um, the sound the um uh, the, the sound effects are the, the sound effects are very good too. The sound effects are very good. Um, uh, I like a very the sound effects I, I thought they were also very good too. So uh, that re- that really loud sort of, sort of door noise. That they use in the game, yeah. it's like very, very like well done. I thought, for, I thought, for example. So uh, the quality of the soundtrack was also like very good because, like you know, they actually you know they use it, they use it, they use it, they use the Sony the Sony chip in the, the system to share that do good effect. I thought it's actually like a very rich sounding sound soundtrack. I thought so. Um, yeah, I, I like the soundtrack of this game quite a bit, tonight, uh, quite a bit, uh, quite a bit. Tonight. Um, I thought it was a high point. I'm a little bit surprised to hear that you differ from that. Uh, so. I loved hearing that opening music. The opening music felt epic. It made yeah. me want to get into the game. So that's where we started. Um, the in-game music is also good, but it also loops and loops and loops and loops. And you can get lost. Uh, so that music just keeps going and going and going. And it doesn't change unless you change areas. Um, so for me, it just, it kind of just dragged. Um, I, I liked it initially, but by the time, you know, it's looped God knows how many times I was just tired of the music. Um, that being said though, uh, like when you're in the caves, I don't think that music was fantastic, but I thought it was good. It sets the mood and it's more about the ambient noise around you. Um, and it really just sets the, uh, the setting of where you're at and whatnot. So I don't hate the music. I actually think, just like you said, the music is a high point. The problem is, is that there's not enough of it, in my opinion, uh, or that much of variety. Uh, so therefore it kind of wears on you and just, in my opinion. Sure, I can see like, that. Yeah, yeah, it just didn't, it didn't work for me. Um, as a whole, it didn't work, but yeah, I, I mean, it's fantastic. And it like, it, it sounds like what you would, uh, hear in other fantasy games, like, you know, like yeah. the, it's a bard tune, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, like it's cool. I, 
it's cool and like what you were saying about yeah yeah. sorry and what you were saying about like you know like the charcoal drawings in the uh status screen like that was the biggest indicator to me that this was based on the movie rather than the book because that is the exact animation that they have for each character in the movie so uh, no, I definitely understand your point as far as the music goes, and I think like you know, I think it's made worse. Than the, um, so I think it, so the music, the music, the music looping would really the music looping. I don't think would be, uh, I, um, I don't think would be as much of an issue. It was the fact that the gameplay. If we so let me drive home this point for people that we have already made it clear. Not only is the game mostly fetch quests, you're doing a lot of backtracking in the game. Yes, uh, and you're also and. And you uh, and you need to make maps of the dungeons because otherwise you get to otherwise you get so lost. So that all that combined means you means you're hearing the, means you're hearing the music a lot more than you would otherwise if the game had been designed better. Yes. So um, so because so like so because the gameplay limitations, you're hearing the music more than you would in a normal game, which doesn't which doesn't help things. Hence Joe's point yeah. with this. So uh, I use maps going to this game myself because so I so I um, I, I was there for the music. So therefore, therefore me at least the music didn't wear down as much as it did for Joe. But I do understand. I do understand totally like where Joe's coming from. Uh, um, yeah. Like so I mean, point. I could have so. gone in with a strategy guide or gameplay, whatever, like maps and all that. But I I wanted to approach this like it is 1994. I have a Super Nintendo. I have the game. And that's that's legit all I got. <laughs> Prime actually did publish a strategy game, a strategy guide like this game, by the way. Did they? So, okay. Yes. So they're actually. I was going to mention it later on, uh, later on, because one was included with eBay with eBay listings. So, gotcha. Uh, so like so like so yeah, you could buy a guide to this game back in the day if you huh. want to. So uh, which I which I'm like yeah, those maps the, those maps are so helpful. <laughs> um, so anyway. Um, there's a password. There's password. There's password. Password systems used in this game. Passwords. Passwords are okay. They're very long passwords. But you know, having said that, because the, having said that, because the very sharp, detailed fonts the game uses, the, the, there's no problem with like confusing characters, characters and whatnot. So I think the passwords would be okay to use back in the day. Um, so uh, the game itself is fairly short. Uh, if you know what you're doing. Uh, mostly, most of the, most of the walkthroughs on YouTube of this game are like four hours, give or take. So, you know, not a very long game. You've come to the game arm, uh, um, uh, armed with a map, uh, and rough sensor, but rough, um, rough sense what you're doing. So, um, the game, the game, obviously, as we said before, they planned at least the games, the game's ending is a bit abrupt because they planned to do a sequel of this game. So at least one sequel, probably two. I, I imagine, I imagine, I imagine they, I imagine they were going to do other games covering the rest of the books. Um, but because this game didn't sell very well, of course, that never happened. So it's a horrible idea to call something volume one if you're not sure volume two is ever going to come out, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Let me just say that, uh, um, you know, I, you know, I hate when things do that. At least, at least, at least, at least, at least, at least like the computer game that's your the church's name, they did come out with volume two uh, uh, volume two for that at least. So yeah. uh, this this one though was just volume one and because the volume one because it didn't sell very well, you know, psh, you know, that's it. So and it's not, um, it's not hard to understand why this game it's not hard to understand why this game didn't sell very well because we'll we'll get into the our, our closing thoughts here in just, just a moment. But I totally understand why the, I totally I totally understand why this game was not like a huge hit. So I just want to interject a little tidbit 
about the password. Sure. Um, so, yeah, yeah. why they didn't go with the battery backup and they did passwords, I don't know. But Cost. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I know the reason it was a facetious question. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, the password system can actually be manipulated. Yes. Um, which That's is, one of the things about it, yep. Which is nice. Yeah. Because... Um, if you are one of those people who like your party members and they die, um, it's funny. Oh yeah, we've got to mention that. Yeah. So it's funny because the yeah. a lot of the places that you look around on the internet will tell you if your party member dies, that's it. You can't get them back. Um, but that's not true because you can actually manipulate the password system to get them back, but also. If you really want to be sneaky, you can actually manipulate the password to get party members before you even meet them. So there yeah. is potential to start this game off with all eight party members. <laughs> I was going to mention a couple passwords here toward the end. That okay. really good for that purpose. I, I just uh, had to bring game, that up because yeah. I was like, you mentioned the password game, system. <laughs> yeah, this game, yeah, this game for obvious reasons is Game Genie Goat Book, uh, a Goat Mine. Yeah, so, yeah, so, I bet. Know, there are like, there are like, there are like tons of passwords of passwords that they have told you, have told you to use this game to manipulate the password, password feature, like a whatnot. So, uh, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, but there's no regular way to bring somebody back Correct. in the game they die. <laughs> Correct. But the password, but pass, having said that, having said that password manipulation even back then, because the game genie was very easy to do. So, oh. um, so, but anyway, so final thoughts. Um, so I, I don't hate this game. So I do understand. I do understand what the developers are trying to do here with this. So it's like I think this game has. I think this game has. I think the game has some things going going forward. It has some very unique ideas for sure. The whole the um you know the whole the whole the whole the whole whole multi tab people playing the game the um um uh the balance system trying to you know trying to emulate the feel of the book of the um of the book of the movie whatever. Uh, this is a more easy, easier action RPG game for sure. So I think, all things considered, I think considered, I think this game mirrors the major, the major, the major plot points of the book pretty well for the most part. Um, just that uh, the game, the game's not great uh, at any point, but the game's also not terrible, terrible at any point either. I thought it's like you know the game is like. The game's average the whole way through, so there's like no high spots, no low spots. It's just like it's average the whole way through. So, if you're willing to put the time into the game to get into, and that's the thing I think this game, this game, um, is the reason, um, is also the big reason why this game didn't sell very well back then. This game, this game, this game, this game is possible to get, is possible to get, get enjoyment and fun out of, but it's far harder to get into than it should be. Really, for a game of this type, action RPGs are designed to be quick and easy games to get into. I.e., see Zelda. This game, this game is much more complicated to get into, to get into and enjoy than it should be, and that's a huge turnoff for the effect of the game. So it's like it's like I it's like, it's like I understand that. So I understand the hate this game gets online because it's like if you if you just look at the game online through YouTube or, or just play for a few minutes, it's very easy to bounce off this game. If you but you love games of this type. You know, Lord of the Rings games and/or action RPGs. And I'm willing to give the time, energy, time, time and effort this game. This game deserves. You, you, you definitely, you definitely can have fun. You definitely can have fun with this game. As, as I said before, it, it's like it's a pretty short game to begin to begin with, anyway. So it's just that unfortunately, because the game is designed, and again, um, again, I fall 
Um, um, and again, I laid it, you know, I laid the blame of this in, in a play because in, because the developers for this game were probably computer, were probably computer developers and not really and not really used to making to making console games. Uh, so hence some of the hence some of the hence some of the poor design games and choices that this game has. It just Lord of the Rings is a lot harder to get into than it should be. If you're willing to put the time and the time, energy, and effort and, and effort into it and have maps handy, you definitely get fun with this game. But the average person, especially nowadays, playing this game, it's like it's it's like you know why bother? Because like there's so many other um, um you know there's so many other better games out there which do this thing so much better than this does. I.e. the Zelda, I.e. Secret of Mana, uh, you know, insert other action RPG games here yeah. for sure. So yeah. it's like, so it's like yeah. So I can like, yeah. So I can. Yeah, so yeah, so I don't hate, yeah, so I don't hate the game. Um, I don't love it either. I think this game is like meh the whole way through. It's the best I can say about it. It's like you know, and and and, I, um, and like I just said, the, the only people the only people I can suggest playing this game, especially nowadays in twenty twenty three, is if you're like either a big Lord of the Rings fan or a big action RPG fan looking for an obscure game in the obscure game in the genre to play. And, and the game is like pretty obscure. We'll, we'll get into pricing here in, like in a bit, but. Um, if you're if you're a huge lover of those games and going to get um, and give this game the time the time and effort it deserves, you can, yeah, you can have some of this game. Otherwise, uh, otherwise, I think especially nowadays, this game's a hard pass. Yeah, and I, I agree with everything you said, especially the uh, mad and mediocre part. Um, this very much reminded me of a game that I played on the original Xbox called The Hobbit came out in 2003 i remember that game it was done by uh sierra and like the uh gameplay was very much zelda-esque which i think was a good way to go for that game but it was one of those that like it wasn't better than but it also wasn't less than it was literally middle of the road it does what it says it's gonna do and that's it um, and that's very much what this Lord of the Rings game does. It does what it says it's going to do. It takes you through what would be, quote-unquote, volume one. Uh, it hits all the story beats, and it gets you there, but it doesn't really pull anything fantastical while it's doing it. It's just kind of there waving its hand at you saying, come on, come, come play with me. I do give the developers credit for... Like credit for realizing for realizing for realizing the game this type either had to be an action RPG or a traditional RPG because like a platformer wouldn't have worked. Correct. Uh, uh, so it's like you know the developers at least the developers knew what they wanted to do and they did it. It just um, you know you know the game just like falls hard in space as far as the execution goes. Unfortunately. Yeah. And uh, bef- before we completely wrap up, I just want to say um, th- we did mention the supports the SNES mouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, you can use your mouse uh, for your computer with it if you're running emulation. Um, yeah. Right clicking is the way that you attack with the mouse, mm-hmm. but it's also how you open your inventory. So oh. yeah, <laughs> um, it it gets really annoying real quick because it's like you can quickly tap. You're supposed to basically click and hold. The button essentially to be able to attack or you quick click to get into the menu and obviously if you're playing you're going to be kind of quick clicking so uh it would be like attack menu attack menu attack menu it was really 
really frustrating. And I was, I wanted to specifically save it to the end because of the fact I did not get past the Shire using the, the mouse. So I didn't want to be like, oh, well, this was my experience, you know, and whatnot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, if you can somehow figure out how to get past that hurdle, I think that could be an interest, interesting game play, uh, with just the mouse, but it was nice. Yeah. And like you said, like it totally with the mouse, it made me feel like it was a early PC game rather mm-hmm. than yeah. a Super Nintendo game. So they, I will give them credit. They, they did what they needed to do to be able to present the game as it is. But, uh, it is disappointing that we didn't get anything extra out of it. Yeah, I think Volume 2 would have been interesting to see for sure. Maybe they would have, like, learned, um, you know, I, I, I have to imagine, uh, um, I have to imagine that game, I have to imagine that game, like, would have been, like, you know, like, uh, better designed than this one was. So, it, it's funny that you say that because, uh, I was thinking the same thing, and, uh, you know, I did look up video for Volume 2 for the PC. Mm-hmm. Yep. It just looks like more of the same. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch a full uh, like gameplay or review of it. Um, I just quickly clicked on the video and watched like the first little bit. But yeah, it just looks like they used the same engine. They just kind of moved everything over and continued with the story. So they were probably both developed or probably around the same time, is my guess. No, not quite, because the computer game Lord of the Rings was nineteen ninety. So oh, okay, all um, right, seven years earlier. They were however they were however like both interplay games. Okay. So. Um, so, like, yeah, this, yeah, and, uh, Final Fantasy game is a more traditional RPG compared to, like, the action, the, the action RPG of yeah. this, so, um, uh, yeah, obviously, 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 they, know, obviously, they interplay's bosses were like, okay, take this game as inspiration for your game, but, you know, let, let's do it this way right. instead, so it's like, yeah, um, yeah, 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 like we said, the, the Lord of the Rings really, the Lord of the Lord of the really, 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 they have to be an action RPG or an RPG game for it to work. If they, they had gone, I think the reason, I, I think the reason they didn't go straight RPG was because they realized they realized they'd done an RPG game uh, on this uh, um, uh, like a career several years previously, and they wanted to do something a bit different. Yeah. So, um, but but anyway, yeah. So, but uh, but, but yeah. So yeah yeah. They, 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 like definitely, um, they definitely would have been more of the same. But if they just said, uh, you know, but you know, but they just, yeah, but, yeah, but they, yeah, but they, like they, um, like they just improved the AI and gotten rid of all the fetch quests, it would have been like a much more like better game. Yeah. Uh, um, so I don't know who knows, but so, um, so reviews of this game, we've been saying this a lot recently, but recently it seems like with our last like uh, several. Se- like several episodes again very very mixed reviews <laughs> mm. um again you know not everybody hate this game uh back then so it's like you know i'll start off with a bad review first game pro for example gave it one of the worst reviews of this game um they, they just call it boring uh like long romps uh small character enemy sprites to talk about for limited Limited character upgrade features, which is true. Uh, the AI and the difficulty, um, uh, uh, you know, the difficulty being low. They basically, they basically, they basically, basically panned the game for all the reasons we already said previously about this game. That's why it was bad. So, um, on the other hand, however, EGM um, gave it a more modest score of six point six out of ten. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, calling it like a slower paced RPG for more deliberate playing it has rewards a patient player, which again is true. It's like I was saying before. If you're willing to be patient and give this game the time it deserves, you like you have some fun out of it. So, um, weirdly enough, I think both reviews are correct. 
Uh, it depends on how you're looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and again, modern reviews also say the same thing about it. One uh, Up, for example, when they reviewed the game in 2004, only gave it 2 out of 10. Uh, whereas, like, video games, Superior Entertainment gave it 7 out of 10. Mm. So, it's like, again, very mixed reviews depending upon what you're looking for, I guess. So, uh, but this is the. This is actually a case where I this is actually a case a case that that case that case where I actually weirdly agree with both the bad like with the bad the bad negative view saying okay you guys you guys are both correct in what you're saying right. so yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah very weird about that so um, as I said yeah so as we talked about before the past past assistance this game is very easy to manipulate um, if you want to just um, uh, 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 like the one just uh, the the two the two best passwords to passwords I think to use are the are the are the passwords the passwords that give you all the the, the passwords the passwords that give you all eight characters the uh, the fellowship to start the start to start the game with. Uh, be warned, however, that the game will that the game will chug if you do that. However, because uh, because I said with eight people on screen plus the enemies, the game the, the, the game the game does start to have slowdown issues. So. Uh, the other pass, the other password I think, the other password I think, I think that I think that's very handy. Starting up, um, uh, 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 starting up, starting up with all characters, rings, and gems. So, like, so all you gotta do at that point is, at that point, like, just go to the final boss and beat it. So, um, eBay. Uh, this is this falls in the category of a game that's pretty rare, but also not very desirable. So prices of this game are not really uh, prices of this game like a pretty reasonable all things considered. Consider considering how rare this game is, because I'm sure it, um, it was. As I said before, like, it didn't sell very well. So if this game was more, if this game was more well known, I'm sure I'm sure these prices like be at a higher. I'm sure these prices like be a little higher. But if you're a collector, you get this game for a, for a pretty good price as far as Super NES prices go. Uh, Thirty copies of this game were currently listed on eBay at, at, eBay at the time of me doing research. Fifteen copies of the game are currently are currently sold. Um, not these, not not these, not the easy, easy game to find. For example, I could not find any CIB copies of this game which sold recently. The other, uh, recently, so recently, like uh, like so, CIB price. I'm having to use. I'm having to use prices for like what people are like are, like are asking for this game currently. So, which I don't like doing because I've heard you're doing because I've heard you. I prefer to use so prices, mm -hmm. but you know, but it is what it is. You know, like I said, like I said, there's not the most common game out there. So, um, these prices include shipping. Uh, car price this game starting from twenty dollars, thirty dollars. Like I said, like I said, for not bad. All things considered, all things considering for this game. Yeah. So. Um, a copy, um, a copy of the game with a manual and a copy of that primary guide, that primary guide I mentioned before. So, like, like so recently, for the, like so recently, if they're so recently, like very cheap for two dollars. Wow. So, um, yeah, but yeah, that, yeah, that was a good buy. I thought so. Uh, CIV pricing, people, uh, CIV pricing, as I said, were there were there weren't there weren't any sold copies, of, uh, sold examples of this in the last nine days. People were asking, people were asking, people were asking, they were asking anywhere from seventy one to seventy one to three hundred eight dollars. This game, CIB, which seems fair based upon the based upon the based upon the the, the prices for how much the car the car the car copies they went for. Yeah. So, and somebody um and somebody um and somebody else has somebody else had a steel copy of this game that that this this game listed up for sale for uh up for uh, up for pretty reasonable three twenty five. So. Uh, yeah, so car pricing pretty fairly cheap. You want for your collection, so like I said, for I'm sure this game would be worth a lot more money if like, it was more desire desirable. Luckily, the 
politically political, you know, luckily, uh, 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 luckily, luckily for you, out there, it's not. So, <laughs> so. Anyway, uh, that's the game. Interesting game to play for sure. I never, um, so I never would um, I never heard of this back in the day. I never would have played it if I had it for the podcast. So, you know, I agree for the podcast at least for that reason. So, um, you have any, you have, you have any final thoughts about this game before we are? Uh, uh, before we close it out, Joe? So, it's hard to recommend it, uh, because, you know, it's very mediocre, and I, 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 there's a certain type of person who would get fun out of this. Um, it wasn't me, I can tell you that, but, um, like I said, I didn't, I didn't hate it. So, I would recommend, you know, the cart's cheap enough. Even if you don't collect Super Nintendo, but you have a Super Nintendo, Absolutely get the cart. Play it on the real thing. Um, but if you still think $30 is a bit much, uh, emulation, man. Emulation is the way to go. And, uh, if you really want to torture yourself, make sure you enable that, uh, SNES, SNES mouse emulation so <laughs> that, uh, you can have frustrating clicks while you play. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I, 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 yeah, unfortunately, I just don't think it. Yeah, you know, I just don't think it plays computer um, um, console games. Or the console games play that great, unfortunately, for one reason or another. It's like you know they try, but you know compared to you know, you know, you know, compared to, you know, compared to their rich computer like computer catalog, their console efforts were not quite as good. Unfortunately, I th- unfortunately I think um, you know I think just because maybe just like um, you know maybe just like because of their you know, not having not having people uh, uh, on staff who had experience uh, making making console games, I guess. Yeah. But um, but anyway, so um, you know, Swords and Serpents for the NES, I think is probably their best game for sure because that's a very interesting, interesting actually, uh, uh, interesting uh, dungeon dungeon crawler take. Mm. And again, it's a, uh, um, and again, and again, it's game, and again, it's game that supports it's a game that supports multi tap with like four people. So, yeah. but. Um, and again, and again, it's a game that then, and again, the game that, and again, the game that, that that's a game that, that that's a game that supports password manipulation because it's like that that game's that that gets very unique because it's like each character in the game has a password and the game itself is a password. Yeah. So like play the game, you have to put in fact like like play the game, um, you have to put in like five like um uh, uh five passwords. Yeah. So. However, however, that however that this is this 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 allow you to mix and match uh, character passwords around to heart's content. Yeah. So, um, you know, pros and cons that system for sure. So, anyway, um, so that's the game. So next time the podcast we're looking we're looking we're looking we're looking we're looking, we're looking, we're looking curiously enough at another video game adaptation the video game adaptation of a very classic beloved fantasy uh, uh, fantasy franchise. Uh, a book also originally. Uh, we're looking at the Wizard of Oz game, which is a platformer this time, although it does have some action, uh, uh, um, sorry, uh, 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 although it does have some puzzle aspects to it also, if I can understand. So, uh, curi- again, never played the game, curious to see how it turns out. So, uh, t- so tune in next time for that, play that episode. Yeah. Thank you as always for the podcast. We appreciate it. If you have any questions, feedback, comments, suggestions, feel free to leave on Facebook page. You also can send me an email if you want to at bsnpodcast.yahoo.com. Joe, how can they reach you at? Uh, we're just going to leave it at. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, watch out, not family friendly. Um, and uh, you can get me on uh, still Twitter to me. So 
uh, at J-O-E-S-U-X-3-0. Okay, so as always, as always, thank you for the gifts of your previous day of day. I appreciate it. Uh, stay safe, everybody. Be well. We'll catch you again next time. Later. Bye. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep